This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Hello, everyone. It's time for another conversation on the Eye on Potatoes. I'm Lane Nordland, and we would just like to thank our sponsor, Syngenta, for always helping us bring you this conversation, but also delivering solutions to help producers that are facing the potato industry's complex challenges. Syngenta provides growers with unmatched field expertise, along with an array of effective products. For more, visit them online about all of your potato growing obstacles. Well, today's show was taped during the Potato Expo 2023. And uh, whether you are here at Expo out in the countryside or maybe even out in Washington, D.C., sustainability and agriculture are big words that uh, elected leaders, producers, and consumers continue to discuss. So today, that is going to be the topic of our episode, sustainability in the potato industry. And of course, we are joined by the Potato Sustainability Alliance's Executive Director, John Mesco, and the National Potato Council's Chief Operating Officer, Mike Winkle, joining us here today. Uh, gentlemen, uh, how, uh, how did Potato Expo go for both of you this year? Well, I would say on behalf of the Potato Sustainability Alliance, really, really well. Um, we had have had a lot of activity uh, this week. We had a board meeting. We had our annual general meeting. We had a reception uh, introducing our organization to potential new members. Uh, we've had a number of presentations on the stage and in breakout sessions and uh, opportunities to visit with folks like you to you know, share the story, uh, share a, a little bit more about the kinds of things that are going on in potato sustainability. You know, certainly, Lane, uh, as we get closer and closer to the end of Expo, for, from a staff perspective, uh, it's it's always a fun time to to to, to move to the end of the show. Uh, but it's, it's been great. Um, you know, I think as we, we think about themes of, of things that we've heard here at Expo, um, sustainability has certainly been a part of that, along with innovation, technology, um, how, to, how to do things most efficiently, and a lot of times those those conversations have a connection back to sustainability practices. So it's been great. Well, it is, and it's exciting. You can tell there's a cautious optimism with producers here this year as we look to uh, the 2023 growing season. And and John, as executive director of PSA, uh, yourself, your team, you're, you're collecting and reporting data and information, which really helps tell the unique story of potato sustainability. So over the past year, I know you joined us last year at Potato Expo for, for one of these conversations. Uh, what have been some of those key initiatives uh, for PSA, and what does that mean for growers going forward? Sure. Well, I would say, you know, your, your comment about all that we do as far as collecting data, uh, pointing towards telling the story. And that is really the focus of what we want to do going forward. The, the interesting thing about collecting data and metrics on sustainability is there's always a new metric, there's always a new tool, there's always a new technology that can be used. And, and the needle or the, the finish line about what is sustainable is always moving as the as, as our global society begins to think more and more about things that are not necessarily environmental, community advocacy, um, food waste, 
uh, farmer livelihood. These are all things that are topics of sustainability that are going to be addressed in our program in the future. And so, you know, we over time begun to de-emphasize, I don't want to say eliminate because that isn't ever going to happen, but de-emphasize the importance and the need for, you know, really finely minute details around metrics and data uh, and much more emphasis on telling the story. And that story is that potatoes have a unique sustainability story. We do a lot of things in potatoes that are uh, different from other crops, such as tilling twice in a year just to get the crop. Um, But also when you look at uh, potatoes as a rotation, maybe a like a five or six year rotation where potatoes are grown two of those years and there's maybe a small grain that really serves as a cover crop and when when we talk about sustainability uh, there's other crops that are grown in that rotation Uh, certainly the picture for uh, the uh, the uh, environmental impact of potatoes changes quite a bit and that's one of the things that we have begun to explore this year at PSA to say let's look at the entire story around this sustainability issue Uh, specifically though uh, in 2022, we we had as a goal to cover two main issue areas, and uh, that was the greenhouse gas emissions question and water use and water use efficiency. So those are two areas that we spent a lot of time on in 2022, multiple meetings on both of those. Uh, we had a meeting in July where we made some very key decisions on uh, the scope and extent of those program areas and how they would impact our members, including farmers. And so we have accomplished our goal for 2022. Uh, and just a few days ago here at the very beginning of January, we, we made some decisions about how we want to go forward uh, with those areas. And, you know, talking about uh, that data, it's hard for anyone to look at data and remember all of it and trying to tell that complete story of sustainability. How, how do you take that data and, and make it into these important talking points for, for Mike and Cam and the entire team at National Potato Council or for the producers in the countryside, whether they're going to their state capital to advocate or going to Washington, D.C. to talk about sustainability and agriculture? in particular the potato uh, sector itself. Uh, How do those formulations come down, taking all that information and and running it from an Excel sheet into those important Word documents or a PDF? Yeah, you've really described uh, the work of our organization. You know, you really have. So uh, I would say this. First of all, PSA is an international organization. We focus on both the U.S. and Canada. Uh, We Um, have information that tells the story from a data perspective but for example I'll use the water uh, issue as as a as an example in the West we see a lot of irrigation we see a lot of pressure on farmers in their use of irrigation and there's some sensitivities around uh, the issue of of water usage and farmers of course don't want to lose their water rights they want to continue to use them and maintain them Uh, in the Midwest there's oftentimes more water than we need. Uh, you know, there's, there's in many areas, in many years, there's more water than we need, and, and uh, a lot of the work is around drainage and, and how are we going to manage that. So it's two, two different sides of the coin. Uh, also, as part of this discussion, I mean, we have the, the situation where we're never going to use zero water. So we cannot simply say sustainability means becoming more efficient with water, period, end of discussion. That's not the case because we use water and we shouldn't be ashamed or shy away from the fact that we use water. We produce one of the greatest crops in the world, one of the most highly nutritious, uh, nutrient-dense crops, one of the most ubiquitous crops in the world, one of 
uh, as we've learned many times here on the stage, one of America's favorite uh, foods we produce. And there should be no, we should not have to hang our head as a, pr a production uh, community about what we use to get that. We get something really good out of all that. So that's a big part of the story. Yes, we impact the environment. Of course we do. So do we when we uh, buy iPhones and when we go to the store and we all do those things without any hesitation. So I think we really need to, uh, first and foremost as an industry and as a sustainability community, really be proud of the fact that the, the thing that we do results in some really good outcomes. So to get to your point, uh, let me continue the water analogy. So uh, how do we report or how do we tell a sustainability story for potatoes when in parts of the country there's concern over irrigation and water use availability and other parts there's too much water? Well, of course we, we have uh, stakeholders in our network that want to see those numbers. They want to see that data and we want to be able to provide that. But much more importantly, to the consumer, to the investor out there, we want to be able to demonstrate that North American potato growers are constantly improving their knowledge of what's going on in their watershed. We want to uh, share with those stakeholders that North American potato producers understand the technology that's available to them to be more efficient with their water uses and, and understand the costs and opportunities to implement that technology. We want to be able to demonstrate that uh, our producers know about new varieties and, and the potential positive impacts that may come from them. We want to connect to the research community so that we're able to identify what those positive new varieties could be. And we begin telling those stories so that at, at some point in the future when a, a, a potato buyer, a consumer, an investor wants to look at potatoes, they can look at the PSA brand, if you will, and say, the, the folks that connect with PSA are doing a holistic approach to water and all the other issue areas to make potato production more sustainable over time. So Mike, from your perspective with the National Potato Council, how important is it to have this information at hand when, when Cam is on the hill and the team out in Washington, D.C., or your producer members are out advocating? How important is it to, to have that transparency? Because anyone can, can, you know, throw some facts out in front of a, 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 an aide in a, in a senator's office that maybe isn't too familiar with agriculture. That's usually not the case. But how important is it to, to have all this real scientific information? Well, I, I think that's a great question, Lane, and I think that's that's our a big part of our reason for being as involved as we are in PSA's activities, in addition to making sure our members, our growers across the country have have the ability to to meet their customers' needs as a part of the process. Um, and, and you're exactly right. Uh, you know, as we look at at, at telling agri agriculture story on the hill. Um, hopefully, John and PSA and, and their, his team um, can, can pull together those messages that, that we can use with our primary constituents, those on Capitol Hill, in telling that story. And, and for us, it's, it's not the lobbying organization that is coming up with the facts. We now have a credible third party who is, is looking at building a verified system of data that, that has true scientific value tied to global standards that it's not questioning someone saying well you're just greenwashing the issue and that's just so you can say x y and z it's 
it's true data that's backed by, by it. And so it, it elevates our credibility, it elevates our growers' credibility as they talk to their members of Congress but, and, and state representatives and senators um, and people in their local communities in, in making sure that whether it's water or whatever the issue is at hand, they've got reliable data. And it, it just allows us to, to carry that message even further. Um, so I think that, that from a informational standpoint, that's where we're really looking at, uh, at, at getting some really good, good statements that we can use that, uh, that allow us to tell that story. And how did that aid, Mike, when, when we look at there, there were several initiatives and bills that uh, were, were passed in 2022 that uh, really focused on sustainability, whether that be the, the climate uh, uh, issues that were in front of everybody. US, uh, what is that? USDA's Partnership for Climate Smart Commodity Grants. We also saw the, the uh, inclusion of some, some grants as well in the Inflation Reduction Act and also that recently passed omnibus bill. Uh, that comes in pretty handy when you know that uh, there is funding going to be made available for these certain things. You just, uh, the staff and the uh, elected officials need to know, hey, yes, this does fall under what the criteria is. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think certainly as we roll into the new Congress, the, the next farm bill is going to address conservation practices. What sustainability looks like in that um, right at this point is probably uncertain. Um, but uh, it probably will have a, f a flavor of some kind with some sustainability language as a part of it. Um, you know, and when we look at the Partnership for Climate Smart Commodity Grants that, that was billions of dollars, um, we do have some, some of those grants that have gone to the potato industry. Uh, there's one in Washington, Oregon, as well as one in Idaho um, that, that is going to incorporate um, climate smart practices and in, in incentivizing farmers in those states to be using those practices. There were several others that were submitted by the industry uh, that weren't funded, that we're aware of. And I think it, you know, it really, it really starts to, to, to signal that the industry is leaning into to some of these opportunities in, in, in really trying to address what's being identified as those key sustainability issues. Um, and so, so certainly it, it's, it's, in, you know, we're going to continue to see activities at the federal level um, around sustainability, um, whether it's legislative or regulatory. And, and uh, you know, um, again, our ability to have good, credible data in those conversations are, are going to be beneficial for us when funds come available for the industry to ensure potatoes are, are on the plate, so to speak, of, of where those funds are going. You know, to your point, Mike, uh, one of the things that we've embarked on in 2023 and a goal that we have is by August 1st to produce the first ever North American Potato Sustainability Report. Uh, it's never been done before. Uh, it's never been done comprehensively like that. And uh, we hope to have in your hands something that you can use in the fall uh, to, to do exactly what you're talking about. We'll be back with our conversation right after these words. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests including Colorado potato beetle, green peach aphid, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for information on Cruiser Max Vibrance Potato, Cruiser Max Potato Extreme, or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. 
No, no. Speaking of that, uh, John, I know, I know uh, PSA met this week. Uh, what were some of the actions uh, that took place that uh, just growers out in the countryside uh, should be aware of? Well, that one that I just mentioned, we, we agreed that that's going to be a major goal of ours. We also agreed that we would refine our program to, to include some of the more, um, or should I say, uh, less intense uh, uh, program areas. So we're going to be working on soil health, crop health, biodiversity is another one we'll be working on. So that when people connect with our program, uh, they will be able to demonstrate that they are addressing those areas of sustainability in their work as well. Uh, we received an update on uh, the, the water program and set the stage for some final decisions on that program in April. Uh, and we'll be also, we're evaluating a new tool that farmers can use to report the data that we've been asking for. So we've, we've evaluated a couple of different options. Uh, there's always an evolution in technology and, and that's happening again. So we want to move from a desktop version where a farmer would collect all their documents and sit down at the desktop probably at the end of the year and enter this in to a mobile app that they can use in real time. As soon as the practice is taking place or the application gets made to the field, they go in there and enter that data in in real time. Should lighten the load at the end of the year and actually give, give us better information because they're not having to recall what happened eight months ago. Uh, it, so as, as part of that um, conversation, uh, they did a pilot with, with several growers across the country and, and the, the feedback was very positive. Of, um, and from visiting with a few of those growers, they said the simplicity of it, of, of being able to, to enter your information was, was really good. Um, I think that's something we always hear from growers in, in, in just the amount of, of work to, to get your data entered. And so I think there's, there was a lot of excitement from the growers in the room and that they were part of the pilot about that opportunity. So that was exciting to, to see us uh, being able to continue to evolve a tool that's been evolving now for, yeah, a dozen I years, think we're yeah. a, good, a good dozen years. So. Well, and the other thing that that's going to do for growers is provide immediate feedback. So instead of waiting for a report, when that data gets entered, they will see how they rate against their regional peers in that area. So they'll, they'll see the bell curve of how everybody's distributed on a particular issue, and then they'll also see where on that curve they lie. And if they are at the front of that curve, they'll get a, you know, a pat on the back and a star for the day. But if they're on the tail of that curve, they'll, they'll say, you know, here's some areas where you could improve. Here's some areas where uh, you, you could make progress uh, um, by implementing some additional farming practices. Not prescribing it. Farmers do what they want to do. But we are offering some insights for them to think about, okay, how can I improve the score in that area? And that's one thing I, I think we should clarify, too, is the producer's name isn't at the top of that when they're seeing, you know, when they're seeing other producers' information. Is that correct? The, um, they will see their own information. That their own yeah, they'll yep. see their own yep. information compared against Others, other, other unnamed participants. An average yes. of, of the people in their, of the farmers in their region. Yeah. Well, as we, you know, look ahead towards 2023, I, I'm happy that you shared those goals. How, how can producers find that information or uh, at this point uh, help share information on that desktop version until that mobile app is up and running? Uh, how uh, do they have to start at a certain time? Can they can they onboard at any point in time? Uh, walk, walk us through that. In the future, uh, farmers will be able to onboard at any time. Uh, this 
this most recent growing season uh, is the last year that we will have uh, operated our current survey, which has a, a window of opportunity only in the fall. So right now we are in transition to a new system and that will take place over time. That will be available starting in, uh, hopefully in August, but certainly by the time harvest kicks off and people can start entering that information. So John, what, what are some of the biggest challenges going forward? We're talking about data, we're talking about collect, collecting about what are some of those challenges going to be in measuring sustainability efforts and telling the industry's story? I'd say uh, there, there's, there's lots of challenges that come up. The one that's on the top of my mind right now is that uh, all over we have requests coming through the supply chain for information. And many of these re requests are, are not rooted in an understanding and knowledge of how potatoes are produced or, or other crops for that matter. Uh, there is such a, such a demand for information from investors and consumers for how is a food product made and what is the impact of my food product on the environment and on, on the global society that questions are being asked by folks because we just need to ask more. We just have to have more information. And one of the roles that PSA uh, endeavors to fill is to be a leader in the discussion, to say to the supply chain, that's great that you asked that question, but not only is it going to be difficult for us to supply you that answer for a number of reasons, it's not helpful to you. We would rather you have this other piece of information that is much more relevant and here's why. And part of our role is going to be that educational role. Not, not to dodge the question, but to actually provide the answer to a different question that's more helpful and more useful. Uh, we, are in a, we, we are in a mode in the sustainability conversation where the demand for information exceeds the understanding of the system that goes into producing the product. And people are just saying, well, we, we need to know more. Well, maybe in some cases it's not helpful for you to know all that. We have other information you might be actually find more helpful. So, Mike, moving into 2023, I know we have the, uh, the Washington Summit coming up uh, at the end of February, first few days of March. Uh, what will be some of the uh, sustainability conversations going on there uh, during the, during the, the Capitol Hill vis visits and also the, the annual meeting? You crystal ball, want me to do the crystal ball thing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, certainly Farm Bill is going to be a, a part of that. Uh, we, we know that um, uh, the, the new chair of the House Ag Committee is starting to have hearings. Um, the, the Senate has had hearings, um, and they've got a tight window of September to, to get there. So sustainability, again, likely will be part of that. Um, I think certainly as part of our Environmental Affairs Committee, uh, we'll probably have some an update potentially from John uh, of, of activities happening it, at PSA. Uh, we'll probably spend some time talking about the uh, Security Exchange Commission's rule on, on, on reporting and, and see if we have an update related to that uh, um, proposed rule. Um, those are probably a couple of the big things that uh, I would envision right at this point will, will be on the agenda of part of the meetings there. And again, uh, for our friends, I guess hopefully this conversation might come out before or after. I, I guess I don't know. The, I didn't look at the, the, the broadcast schedule of this, but uh, it is a great opportunity. That's going to be February 27th through March 3rd there in Washington, D.C. Uh, John, anything else that you would just like to let our 
producers out in the countryside or our friends out in Washington, D.C. that may, may be tuned into this today, just to the important role of PSA and the work that they will continue to, to conduct in a very transparent manner. Well, I think you said a lot of it right there, Lane. You know, the, the, the idea of sharing this information in a transparent way is really a, a key value that we have. I would say uh, one thing that, I've, that I, found my, I found myself saying frequently in, in, with the discussion around sustainability, the hard things, the, the easy things have already been done. The, quote, low-hanging fruit about how do we tell the story, what information do we collect, how do we, how do we get there, what practices can we implement. All of the easy things have been done. And now we have the hard things. And uh, what we're doing is a hard thing to bring an industry collaboration together across all partners from farmers to processors to fresh marketers to you know, input suppliers uh, uh, and, and data and technology uh, players to bring all those folks together and, and agree on a standard and a method and a means and manner to, to tell that story is a challenge. The good news is that we have some of the best and brightest people from all of those sectors of the industry that can actually help us do that. And uh, of all of the collaborations and, and teams that I've been fortunate to be uh, a lead person on, this is by far the best equipped and best uh, positioned to accomplish that. Well, again, it's always exciting to, to just learn more and hear about all the, the research and uh, how that research is formulated into precise answers for decision makers to learn more about the potato industry. And, uh, Mike, anything else you'd just like to add? So I'm, I want to throw one more thing back to John because to, he can probably rattle all of it off. But uh, if people do want more information on what Potato Sustainability Alliance is doing, they do have some great uh, resources that are out there for growers and I'm going to go to John to go through those because <laughs> I, I could give the high level view of it but he can get the, into the details. Well everything that we have is on our website potatosustainability.org. Uh, one of the things that we are working on and, and always putting out there are farmer stories. So we have a number of farmer stories on the website that talk about practices and, that are happening with farmers all over the country. Uh, through our board and our working groups, we are open to farmers being involved and joining us, sharing their opinions. Uh, I've, I've talked to a number of farmers here this uh, conference that have said, I'd like to learn more, I'd like to be involved more. Certainly we can have them sign up for our website, um, or excuse me, our newsletter, and be involved. Show up at meetings. We have a lot of virtual webinars to share this information. and All that stuff's easily accessible. Well, again, you heard it right here. Uh, look into that and also be uh, looking out for how you can participate in, in uh, uh, sharing your information and your sustainability story to help in this effort. John and Mike, thanks for joining us here today. Great to be here, Lane. Thank you. And that's all for today here on the Iowa Potatoes Podcast. I'm Lane Nordland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes Podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.